0: To defeat an enemy, you must
1: know them.
0: Not just their battle tactics,
1: but their history, philosophy, art. Welcome.
0: To the Chase Ascendancy Podcast. Alrighty. Here we go. Lots to cover today. Hello everyone and welcome back to... The Chase Ascendancy. Episode 47. Today we're covering the future of the Star Wars franchise under the watchful and... Rich-Eye of the Walt Disney Company. Man, they're rich. Um, So uh, yesterday, um, which is, what's today, the 11th? Mm -hmm. So the 10th of December, uh, Disney held their investors meeting and basically talked about reasons to keep investing in the Walt Disney Company. Uh, and so part of the <clears throat> the different stuff was they were just announcing upcoming things, how things were going, and what we can expect for the future. Obviously for us, uh, top of the list was National Geographic, Marvel, but of course Star Wars. Uh, I watched part of the Star Wars and shut my computer after that. Uh, super busy day for me yesterday, but I was able to get enough information to have a stroke. And uh, so... 10 new Disney Plus projects and two films confirmed, which is freaking wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so what do you want to do first, series or movies? Let's just do it. All right. We'll start with movies first because it's there's less to talk about there. So uh, the first thing that is very cool is I know that with everything that's gone on with COVID and just wondering, you know, movie theaters and how that's going to work in the future, um, when they'll be back open
1: full time and all that kind of thing. We have movie theaters. When can I get a salt shaker back at the table? Oh,
0: that's right. <laughs> Sit down in a table. For can't real. I salt my chips? Get I, out of here with that. How am I
1: supposed to get yeah
0: <clears throat> chicken and dumplings if I can't salt? Yeah. We were at that Mexican restaurant at Juana Joe's yesterday, and I was like, man, these chips aren't salty at all. Uh, but, yeah, so <clears throat> I know that, you know, in 2020, there's, like, all these disputes. Um, I want to say it was Warner Brothers has this big to do with they're trying to sell the rights to show um, Godzilla vs Kong, and uh, I think uh, Dune. They want to sell it to HBO Max, and the company that's underneath Warner Brothers that has produced, you know,
1: co-produced these movies wanted to sell it to Netflix. And anyways, it's just a big cluster. I'm pulling for Netflix since I don't have an HBO subscription and I want to see Godzilla vs Kong. But right on that all year.
0: Yeah, we'll find a way, uh, but. The, the first movie, the first Star Wars movie that we'll see after the conclusion of the Skywalker saga last Christmas with the Rise of Skywalker is a movie called Rogue Squadron, uh, which is going to be in movies, in movie theaters, uh, Christmas time 2023. So, three years from now. I'll hold my breath. Mark your yeah. calendars. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, it's an unspecified era. So we're not sure if that's going to be, you know, Imperial era or after the sequel trilogy. I think it would be kind of cool to see stuff after the sequel trilogy. Just keep going forward. Um, Because we don't want to muddy the waters too much in the 20 years that we've already beat to death. That we already have. Uh, So Rogue Squadron is basically a new, it says a new era of pilots that are keeping peace in the galaxy. And so I really do hope it's... I really do hope it's... um, Post-Rise of Skywalker. That would be really neat to get out there. And it will be cool because Rogue Squadron has so much history already. I
1: think it's probably going to be, like, before sequel era. You think Imperial era? Yeah. Maybe. I I I know that there's a lot of stories to tell, but... I'm just going based off of... I think they're getting a little bit more complex in the stories that they're building, as mm-hmm. far as um, what's tipping off what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, in from a certain point of view, for Empire, we had the story about Rogue Squadron. It was one of the longer ones, and it was about um, what happened without Luke in the yeah. Rogue Squadron. I well, don't think that with was, Wedge and all that. Yeah, and I don't think that's just incidental that that story would be written, and then we'd have a movie about the Rogue Squadron.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe. It, it does, to me, it's like, I
0: know this is kind of silly that this is what I'm nitpicking, but I don't want a different actor besides Uncle Dennis to play Wedge and Tilly's. Uh So, I don't know. I don't really, it's kind of like if I want to see Luke and The Mandalorian,
1: yes, I want to see him. But yeah, but we're going to get a, a Lando series, right? You don't mind it, not being Billy Dee. Yeah, but that's because they went and got a great actor for it.
0: It just makes me nervous. But it could be cool. They've done it right so far. <clears throat> They've done a pretty good job. Uh, so that's Christmas 2023. Something to look forward to. Um, that's just crazy how they can just... I don't know. I think like day to day in my life. Can I survive today? You know. <laughs> and they're like, eh, 12 years from now, we'll put a movie out. It'll be good. Uh, and then secondly, this is the one I'm actually more excited for. Um, it's, not, it's untitled. We don't really know what it is. Um, but it's a Taika Waititi Star Wars
1: film. And uh great for Thor Ragnarok, everybody.
0: Yeah. I love Thor Ragnarok. I love Taika's style. Um, even when you're just watching him on Disney Gallery, everybody's got like a nice outfit on. He's just wearing a
1: Hawaiian shirt. He's like, This is me, bro. Got a sweet five panel on.
0: Yeah. Killer. Cool mustache. mustache. Yeah, good good call. Uh I loved um, the episodes that he directed of The Mandalorian Mm -hmm. were very good. I loved um the IG Eleven character, mm-hmm. uh, he's just so Taika has he's tried and true. Um, Jojo Rabbit was wildly uh, successful yeah. here recently.
1: He's, he's done a good job of mastering kind of like the modern slapstick. You know what It's I mean? modern, it's like, yeah. There's good comedy, but there's good action. Yeah, it's it's somewhere. It's just he's both the straight man and the funny man. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's a cool take on that sort of. Um, as I was as I was
0: watching the presentation for kind of all they had was a couple of slides Mm -hmm. and one of the things was uh it was the the words star wars and they were written kind of like they were chiseled out of the stone that uh schoolhouse rock is made out of you know Mm -hmm. and so i don't know it was just very cool very like 90s educational animation look which is kind of cool looking uh i obviously i don't think it's gonna be animated but it was just a very cool, interesting look. And then the other picture they had was a really strange.
1: Hopefully, we get the animator in charge of the uh, Christmas special.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Han Solo can look like this. Uh, but one thing that was really cool was um, there was a space scape uh, that you saw, and there was a um, prism shaped. I couldn't tell if it was like a space station or a ship or whatever. It basically was. It was. I don't know what do you call a shape that is like if you took two really skinny tall triangles or uh, pyramids and just put them butt to butt, and it's like that. Um, still just be a prism, I thought. Yeah, it still has four sides, but the the prism comes to a point on both ends. Right. And I couldn't tell. And the freaking the sky was all crazy colors and Uh, stuff. I need to
1: think about it. Yeah. But it was real cool looking. uh, Octahedron of sorts. That would be its general.
0: Yeah, there you go. Somewhere Einstein's like, mm, "Good job, very nice." Uh, but yeah, I really trust Taika. I really like what he's done with other films. I uh, I loved um, the direction he's taken different episodes of The Mandalorian, and so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there's no date for it, and who knows? Like, I don't think it'll come before Rogue Squadron, but I don't know. They have so much money, and they have so much capability. With that's why
1: I've I've just like stopped worrying altogether. Because now they've got people at the helm that are just doing a killer job.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. I was talking to somebody about this. I want to say it was a Skeleton Astronaut, but he was saying um, you have John and Dave, who you know mm-hmm. you can trust, and they have an umbrella under them of directors that they're training in the acolytes, way if of you will. yeah acolytes, and now they're sending those people out. So mm-hmm. now Tyke is getting his own thing. Uh, so that's very cool. So those are the two movies that are coming up. Uh, no word yet on the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Uh, so. We'll wait for waiting. Maybe uh, twenty thirty three. We'll see. I think that he could actually. I think that um, I really enjoyed uh, what was that movie that he just did? It was really famous. Chris Evans is the is the bratty nephew. Oh, uh, Knives, uh, Out. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Knives Out. Yeah, Knives Out was very good. Here's the thing. I think that I think Ryan Johnson is a Star Wars fan. I think he loves Star Wars, and I think that he just went. Um, a couple different direct, I don't know, he he was almost set up to fail in a way, if you don't like The Last Jedi. If you like it, then he did a great job, obviously, but if you don't like it, I think it's because J.J. is notorious for, all right, I'm going to set up this crazy thing, almost making it like, I don't know, I've heard rumor that J.J. Abrams, um, he only really cares about the project he's working on, so he'll work on The Force Awakens and set up all these expectations and doesn't care if they're fulfilled as long as the movie he makes is good, and then you bring in a guy that you know doesn't obviously think the same way JJ thinks, I just think that they should have they should have given the trilogy to John Favreau and Dave Filoni from the beginning. Now that we've seen the Mandalorian,
1: I saw a, um, a satire article where it said new episode of the Mandalorian is where just the Mandalorian protects the child from Ryan Johnson.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, but I think I do think that if. Um, there are The parts that I, I like about The Last Jedi are some of the best parts of the sequel trilogy. Um, the way that he treats Kylo Ren is very, very good. The way that he, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so obviously Adam Driver gets a lot of credit there as well. But I say all that to say I do think that if if Ryan Johnson had his own film or series of films or whatever where he just gets to direct and there's not all these expectations already set up for it, I think it could be good because the other stuff that he's done has been good um so those are the two movies uh moving on to the series okay uh at this point in time we are seven episodes out of eight episodes into the mandalorian season two mm-hmm. and so they've obviously concern uh, confirmed mandalorian season three not coming till christmas 2021 though
1: looks like i have a even better excuse than before not to go to any family events I think I'm going to go,
0: as soon as this season of The Mandalorian is done, I think I'm going to spend a vast amount of time over the next few weeks studying bears. And I'm going to try to get that hibernation thing down until next Christmas. (laughs) Because I don't know how I'm going to live for a year waiting to see what happens. Because, I don't want to get spoilery because this isn't our Mandalorian review, but I feel like the way that they've set things up, I just don't think there's enough time in the world unless they do an hour and a half episode
1: to really... I think, well, now we're talking about the series, right? So there are certain series that they're saying are going to intersect with Mandalorian. Correct. And I think that it's entirely possible that they set us up for that convergence now. Mm. And we don't get the fulfillment of the things that we're currently sitting at the foot of Mm. until those series have been put out.
0: Mm, Maybe. I can see what you're saying. Um, Yeah, so Season 3 is confirmed. um, And I want to say that They were working on a contract for a fourth season, and that season three has already begun Like work. They've already started really working Mm -hmm. on it, obviously, because they're only a year out. I know for us, it feels like forever for another Mandalorian season, but only a year to shoot and edit and all that kind of stuff is a lot of stuff. Right. So um, Mandalorian confirmed for season three. I want to say that it's going to be at least four seasons, um, but they're working on season three right now. Uh, and then going back in time a little bit, you have Andor, which is the Cassian show.
1: So we've been talking, or we, I mean like the world, we've yeah. been talking about the Cassian series It obviously hadn't been confirmed until yesterday. hmm Um, but I think it's funny that everybody's been calling it the Cassian series and they come out announcing it as Andor. Yeah. It was
0: cool because one of the things that I read online, one of the names that I was kind of rooting for that it didn't get was, um, uh, Fulcrum. Mm-hmm. Would have been a really cool concept. Uh, but obviously it's it's centered around Cassian. Mm-hmm.
1: How do you feel about the series? Um, I liked Cassian's character. I like that... Um, man, mean, I kind of want to parallel it to something that happened in The Mandalorian. But um, I like that we got to kind of see the darker side of the... Well, Republic. this episode will come out on Monday, so I guess you can say whatever you're going to say. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, so... Um, There was a brief glimmer where we had, um, we looked at the Empire almost as heroic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We had Mando and we had Mayfeld and they had made it through, you know, the pirates for the most part. And then the TIE Fighters came in and Mayfeld's all excited about the TIE Fighters and Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah! And, you know, Mando's barely limping back to the driver's seat and, uh. You know, you got all the stormtroopers that are covering for him, and they're all just cheering for him because they made it through the blockade. I really like seeing that side of things. Right, you know what I mean? It's just like you get to see the Empire is heroic for a moment, and right. then in Rogue One we got to see the Rebellion is chaotic. You know what I mean? That they were really the gruel of <laughs> strike force that yeah. they would have been viewed as by most of the galaxy. And right at the beginning you have Cassian
0: being like, are I right, giving the information and then I kill you with your broken arm? Right. Yeah, I think, I think that it could be a very heavy series Mm -hmm. um not a lot of room for comedy that's why k2 is going to be there i bet yeah yeah
1: i think i'm personally more excited for some k2 time more k2 content yeah we were just talking before the shoot and we said uh or i said that k2 still makes a movie for me we watched robo and over thanksgiving Mm -hmm. it's like man k2 still what if we're
0: calling it the cassian series and they called it andor instead what if it was just the so series (laughs) which technically it's k2so but whatever We're so used to R2-D2 that we still break it up into two separate quadrants of two letters each. Um, I think it's going to be good. I think that we get to, um, of course, I'm always game for seeing more types of stormtroopers. So, um, for instance, we got a little bit of a variation of the tank driver in this episode of Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. uh,
1: looks like we got a variant of the
0: beach trooper as well. I think it's just a short trooper. I mm-hmm. think it's the same same trooper. But it's cool to see them somewhere that's
1: not Scarif. Right. It's like they regrouped somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Um, it was cool because, in, likewise, you saw the um, we're getting real Mandalorian review here. But other troopers, anyways. Yep. In the in the previous episode of The Mandalorian, you saw the uh, um, crap. What do you call those things? Uh, Dark troopers. No, that you drop down and it goes zoom and it shoots the rocket up. Oh, mortar course. trooper! There you go with the cool, same as the incinerator, Conor McGregor trooper, mm-hmm. but it was yellow trim instead of red. Uh, so I know for a fact because they want my dollar, dollar bills, they're going to be flying out with different trooper concepts and designs. It'll be cool to see. Um, it will be cool to see more, um, maybe Tie Fighter designs. Yeah, it'll be cool to see a live action well, any, Tie Defender.
1: I know. It's, Probably not going to happen, but... That it was talked about... Um, Frank, I can't remember where I read it recently. Anyway, it was talking about basically in the transitionary period between um, Republic and Empire, mm-hmm. where um, like the ties were coming out, but before that they were still using like A-wings. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be cool to kind of see that transitionary period where they're kind of rolling out the new stuff. Yeah. New gear. Mm-hmm. I think that we
0: might be a little bit too far into the reign of the Empire to get all that. Well, but what you I'm saying get... is that
1: they still had to produce new ships. Those ships weren't designed until the transition into the Empire. Mm-hmm. So it I mean it's gonna be the old stuff to us, but it's, to see that transition take place would be cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I wonder if it'll be kind of like a James Bondy type thing where it's everything's covert and undercover and we're going into different places. Yeah I actually it's gonna be stressful. The yeah. The the whole show is I feel like is gonna be uh just a montage of tributes to locations and creatures from the original trilogy mm-hmm. you know what i mean um so it'll be fun uh but look it'll, it'll be i don't know if they gave a specific year or time when, when it's going
1: to come out but i was reading tarkin recently that's right oh yeah transition
0: this next one is fun um the lando show and they gave maybe the least amount of information about this one yeah i think they did that on purpose so, everyone's favorite scoundrel is, what, uh, is what the uh, description reads. I think the reason they put that is because by the time we're dealing with Han, he's not a scoundrel anymore. Uh,
1: he's already a scoundrel.
0: I think that he's a scoundrel. He never stops
1: being a scoundrel. All he cares about is being scruffy looking. I think, yeah, that's true. And are we even going to like alienate Chewbacca here because he's easily the most lovable? I don't know. Do you feel like Chewbacca's a scoundrel? He's on the cover of the book Scoundrels.
0: Mmm, he is. It's him, him Han, and Lando. Mmm. I think that by the time... When we see Han in Solo, he's not a scoundrel yet. And by the time we get to him in A New Hope, he's quitting his scoundrelness. So we're going to see Lando right in the midst of the... In peak scoundrel form, I think is the point of trying
1: to Do
0: you think Lando's not a scoundrel in Solo? No, I said Han isn't oh, okay. yet. Lando's definitely already... Yeah. already and his swindling days. Yeah, because by, it, by uh, the solo. time we
1: meet Orlando and Empire, he's hanging up his cape. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for the Calrissian Chronicles of sorts. Dude, I would love that. Kind of like in uh, the Bloodline trilogy or series, where we get the you know like just little side pieces in between. If we have like the episodes, and then it's just side note. You get like a Bloodline little trilogy. Bloodline. The book? Yeah. Single book? I said series. I corrected myself. Um, Where you have the little inserts. You know what I mean? Like Uh if we got that, where it's just the Calrissian Chronicles in between like little things that are Mm. going
0: on. Are you thinking of Aftermath?
1: I don't care anymore. I made my point. I was confused.
0: That's all. Um, I was thinking I was forgetting something. Uh, Yeah, I think it would be cool if basically you could have um, old Lando, Billy D, and he could be like, you know, let's say that He's trying to take you know John like his Michael her.
1: Scarn, and at the end of the series, we see him at a fireplace, and he's like, "How do you think I know so much about Lando? Cause I'm Lando."
0: Yeah, that was a good impression. Thanks. It'd be cool if he was like, they're trying to find you know John's parents after the rise of Skywalker, and he's like, "Let me show you something," and he pulls up his little cape, his little, <laughs> 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 he pulls up his little palm pilot and. Opens up the Calrissian Chronicles. That would be cool. To float back and forth. hmm Yeah. The perfect Lando show to me is we get a little bit of Billy D and a little bit of okay. Gambino. A little bit of that guy. And a little bit of the okay guy. I want to know more about him. That was a cool car. It was like a
1: single tread. Just a giant tread and you're just in the middle. It kind of reminded me of, uh, the. it looked kind of like a sand crawler. Yeah, but like if a sand crawler's a motorcycle, then this one's that thing where you're riding inside the wheel. <laughs> riding inside the wheel. Have you seen those? Oh yeah. Pictures. It's like somebody built a motorcycle, but it's just yeah. one big wheel in the middle of it. It's yeah, like it looks Grievous like someone school.
0: stepped on General Grievous's bike, yeah. and that's what they're driving in. Uh, so the Lando series could be fun. Uh, I don't think that we've heard any confirmation whether it's going to be live action or animated. That but I, be live action. I think it's going to be live action because they did not specify that it would be animated.
1: Does that make sense? Well, and it wouldn't do them any good to make it animated at this point. They've already got a good lineup of people to make it live action. It's, right. I think it's so feasible to make it live action, it makes no sense to make it animated. And. Does that make sense?
0: Live action
1: aged people
0: are going to be the people that want to watch Lando. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the if he does do some nefarious things, like you can be more adult-friendly and less kid-friendly with Lando, a Lando-style character, which tends toward live-action anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like you really want kids watching cartoons about how to lie, cheat, and steal their way through life. <laughs> but
1: as adults, we're already doing it. So I <laughs> might as well talk about it. Yeah, uh, no, I'd like to see some uh, some like 1950s Bugs Bunny reactions if he sees... a. Uh a sexy droid. Oh. The big little heart eyes. Because <laughs> he his heart beating chest.
0: Ding 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 ding. Stiff as a board. Uh, okay, the one that was <laughs> the one that I was the most um excited about a new project because it was so mysterious and dark side mm-hmm.
1: featured uh, is a show called The Acolyte. Yeah, I'm all the way here for that. Um, I am all the way here for that. Yeah. I've always wanted to know more about the... Acolytes? We see acolytes, it's, but we only see them in relationship to Something a, else. a powerful Sith. Mm-hmm. So we saw, like, thousands of acolytes, but we don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't even know if they live in a dorm, if they have houses. Do they see daylight? You know what I mean? Like We, yeah. just, we don't know anything. We just know that they yeah. sit in a big room with Palpatine... Always.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, when, whenever we were watching The Rise of Skywalker, we left, and
1: I was like, one question, what's up with all
0: of this? Yeah. And we were talking and about the amphitheater it, they any, were in.
1: Didn't get any information from the visual dictionary that I was hoping for, or, for instance, when you're reading the Bane trilogy, um, and he's looking for secrets on how to master essence transfer... And he goes to a temple to find a dark holocron, and there's still acolytes guarding the holocron. Mm -hmm. You get like a glimpse into that life, but you don't know anything about them. Right. I just think of. I like the idea of focusing on this.
0: Yeah, I like uh, the idea of just seeing like what's going on, and um, is this acolyte someone that can harness the power of the dark side, or are they just a steward of it? Mm -hmm. We're gonna see more Sith probably.
1: Yeah. And it'll Um, be cool to kind of get on the train of things that. because it's. In High Republic era. Right. We're going to get to see things in, like, kind of an older Sith uh, order, whereas, you know, I guess it, it's more Old Republic where we had the well-established order of Sith, you right. know what I mean? But it, it's, it's my understanding that they're at least Force-sensitive, and they're just not powerful enough to be a Sith Lord. Yeah, it, <clears throat> it does make me wonder... um It's hard for me to imagine someone wanting to be a Sith Acolyte without being some... Sort of tied into the force mm-hmm. because I feel like on the outside, the dark side of the force is not attractive at all, you know what I mean? Unless it offers you something, yeah.
0: Once you're tapped into it and you see right. the benefit, yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Um, it's interesting because it's if it's it says it's towards the end of the High Republic, which the High Republic is you know between 100 and 400 years before mm-hmm. the Phantom Menace, um, so. When in episode one, they say the Sith have been extinct for a millennia. So it's not going to be a ton of Sith.
1: Mm -hmm. But you have to realize that... Well, we're already going to be well into the rule of two, is my expectation. Right, same here. And I think it'd be funny if we had kind of like a dynamic where the Sith basically at this point are like Batman. They're affluent people in plain sight. They typically have a lot of wealth and they're able to monitor everything going on in the galaxy. Right. They have a network that was set up basically by Bane... And handed down from Sith to Sith until you have people as powerful and influential as Palpatine and Plagueis, right? Um Or Magister Damask, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess still hasn't been confirmed. New Canaan, but uh it would be cool if they had like a Batman Alfred dynamic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, kind of like just seeing what it what it meant to serve it.
0: Yeah, you know. In I that think that instance. Yeah, you could have someone that's not as powerful, mm-hmm. but really has the passion for the dark side. That maybe a. Uh, You know, imagine someone like, not new version of Maul, but kind of the older version of Maul who has all the power but is more animalistic in his Mm -hmm. pursuit of the dark side. uh, And then you have, imagine someone like a Plagueis, if he wasn't as powerful, who's a
1: a student of the dark side. Yeah, or um, like Merlin, Mm -hmm. in mythology, Arthur's always the object you know what I mean? Like, people focus on King Arthur. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, like, the transitionary period in that particular branch of mythology. And so Merlin, the series, was kind of a branch off of that where we're now focused on, uh, albeit a powerful wizard, he's kind of still the sidekick. Right. And I think that there is a lot of potential in that kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that.
0: Well, in in, uh, in Legends material, there's also something that is totally possible. you got to think if there are offshoots of different kinds of religions within not just the United States but the the earth that we mm-hmm. live in and there's 7 billion people right there's a galaxy full of people who Dude, somehow can touch that the, other day. the dark side yeah. you know what i mean and so um, there's a there's a collection of short stories from back in the day by John Jackson Miller the guy that writes kenobi mm-hmm. called uh, lost tribe of the sith And uh, they end up playing a part in some of the later series of of the Star Wars novels before Disney bought Lucasfilm. And uh, it makes sense that they were actually pure blood Sith, Mm -hmm. but they were way out beyond the, you know, beyond the outer rim. And so they weren't really in the know of, you know, uh, it could be that maybe they were uh, subjugated and kind of fled for their freedoms from the ancient Sith, you know, like you said, a thousand Mm -hmm. years ago. And over time, they're just learning and teaching themselves. So there's tons of possibilities there where within the official Sith Order, the Rule of Two is still taking place. We're not going to undo that canon. But here's this offshoot over here Mm -hmm. that someone could be a part of. So there's just... That's the one that has the most questions to me that I'm like, ooh, what's yeah, happening I'm excited here? Excited for that. Really excited uh, for that. Also the fact that it's listed as a mystery thriller that will take viewers into the galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers. I'm really in hoping the final for the, uh, days
1: of the new republic or the high republic. A Red Harvest type. Scenario. Heck yeah. Yeah. So that's very cool. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we have an episode on the novel Red Harvest. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Very good. Um, next you have um,
0: the Obi-Wan series, and we've known about that for a long time, I, be, I believe it's in uh, pre-production, they're starting to film, either have started or starting very soon,
1: but the big news... The big, big news, and I it, it very much like the Cassian series, it's something that we've been talking about for a right. while, and it's just now been confirmed, mm-hmm. um, Hayden Christensen is reprising the role of Darth Vader. Yes, he is. So I'm interested to see what that looks like, mm-hmm. because... Um, for the most part, Vader, it's not going to be Hayden Christensen's voice. It's not going to be his body that we're actually going to be seeing. So I'm curious how they're going to make, like, why it will have been necessary other than just, like, the clout mm-hmm. of having Hayden Christensen play the role of uh, Darth Vader. I'm interested to see how that's going to manifest in a way that's significant.
0: Yeah, I think that, well, for one, we got a specific time stamp of when it's going to be. It's Mm -hmm. 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, which is basically smack dab into his uh, time on Tatooine Mm -hmm. between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So, Hayden being back, I think, voice, you're probably right that we won't use his voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Either that
1: or they'll modify it or whatever. Um, But, I think he might be in the suit. Well, what I'm saying is, even, it could be anybody in the suit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't know.
0: But I think that, not to be rude or anything like that, but Hayden is not exactly a A-list star right now where it's like, as long as we can see his face this many times, we can get a body double. Not that they won't, hmm. but I think that <clears throat> he could be...
1: Uh, he played the Darth Vader that was in the suit right. at the end of Avengers of the Sith. Didn't right. really do anything. Well, my point is that while I am excited for that, anybody could do it, right? We didn't have him, in, unless I'm mistaken, play Darth Vader in Rogue One. Nope. So it was still Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see in what way they're going to incorporate uniquely Hayden Christensen things.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, could be a few things. I think it could be um, flashbacks. Mm -hmm. I think it could be uh, nightmares Mm -hmm. where it's a Vader character um, and the helmet falls off somehow or something like that and Obi-Wan comes face to face with, you know... I don't
1: I have ideas if you want to hear them.
0: I don't think that um I don't think that Vader will ever actually see Obi-Wan mm-hmm. in the series because um whenever Vader sees Obi-Wan in A New Hope he says when I left you I was but a learner now I'm the master.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think it's going to be some kind of maybe flashbacks but
1: but visions things like that. What what do you think it is? Um, I'm still kind of like, not just on how he's going to be involved, but why him? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of, if it's going to be a Kenobi series, I would say a vast majority of Kenobi's identity at this point is Luke and Vader. He's focused on the future through Luke and he's focused on kind of redeeming himself through Luke, but because of Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that in some of the better stories in from a certain point of view on Empire and, um... I'm thinking that along the lines of what you said, maybe it's a vision, we would get a glimpse into what is going on in Vader's head in the sense of what we saw in the story Disturbance where Palpatine was basically like intercepting um, a dream or a vision that Vader was having and he saw himself as Anakin, you know, like without the suit. Hmm. As Darth Vader, but without the suit. Padme yeah. was there, uh, Luke was there. I just think it would be cool to kind of see something in that sense where it was Vader kind of examining his life in his most ideal sense. Hmm. So like visions or... Um, like, like daydreams even almost. Yeah. you know what I mean? That would be crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: That would be really cool. <clears throat> there's In that Vader comic series, there's these moments where he goes kind of into a, a trance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he walks into... I don't know, a dream or whatever. He's cognizant of what's Mm -hmm. going on. Um,
1: But it could be something like that where... Yeah, maybe something as wild as like Force Astral Projection. Mm -hmm. And since he sees himself as, it's without the suit.
0: Right. That'd be wild. We'll see. I thought it was cool. I read an article or an interview where they asked Obi-Wan, or (laughs) Obi-Wan, they asked Ewan McGregor, as of yesterday, what are you most excited for? Getting back into the costume, the filming, blah, blah, blah. And he said it's not even close it's filming with Hayden again. That's so sweet. Isn't that freaking cool? it's yeah, very cool. Um, okay, two more uh, live-action shows, and these actually kind of intertwine a little bit. Mm-hmm. Number one is Rangers of the New Republic.
1: Which I we know almost nothing about. Yeah. I, uh, I'm I very imagine I- it's going to have something to do with Cara Dune's responsibility.
0: Could be. I'm very interested in seeing if it's dadgum
1: Dave Filoni in an X-Wing the whole time. <laughs> no lines. He's just having the uh woohoo the the Asian guy talk for him look at those wolves (laughs) look at those wolves (laughs) it's just him going from planet to planet
0: what kind of wolves you got (laughs) his name is Trapper Wolf that's the character's name that Dave Filoni plays in Mandalorian
1: this guy's got a problem (laughs) I think it's gonna be cool uh and then if having an obsession (laughs) with Star Wars wolves is wrong I don't wanna be right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll get back to rangers but the uh
0: maybe the series that people in general are most excited about besides the continuation of the mandalorian
1: is the official reveal of the ahsoka show Mm. um i am gonna be a little bit of a curmudgeon here okay i'm hoping somebody for the love of god gets with her as far as like action scenes because Uh i was very underwhelmed by her her fighting scenes very underwhelmed really yeah
0: I think it's the hard part for me is always watching a Jedi run in live action.
1: They managed to do it in freaking Phantom Menace, bro.
0: That's true. Force force speed?
1: Force sprint. I don't care if it's just a blur and they're off the screen. I want to see them in the speed that I know that they're capable of, and I don't want to see clumsy lightsaber wielding. I just don't want to see it. So I'm hoping that they kind of correct some of those things that were a little bit underdone. Right.
0: Right. Uh, So... The reason we kind of walked away from Rangers of the New Republic and jumped to Ahsoka is because right. both of these are on the same timeline uh, as the Mandalorian. And many people, it's speculated that the the penultimate event uh, from the Rangers of the New Republic, the Mandalorian, and Ahsoka series will all be crossing. Mm-hmm. What does that even look like? Is it a
1: multi-like multimedia
0: event
1: we're looking at is it a movie we're making it the people who still run marvel you know what i mean so we we have a very likely end game scenario
0: so it's a movie
1: movie i mean it or show it's a movie it's a show but it's just it i think the thing that's cool about it is the same thing that's cool about marvel is that all these characters get their own movie Right. And they have all the character development individually, and then you get to see them work together in a movie where you don't have to necessarily focus so much on character development for 35 characters. Because it's already taken place. Because it's already taken care of elsewhere.
0: Yeah. How many how many Marvel movies before Avengers Endgame? Jesus. Jeez.
1: Um, 15, 17, maybe? Uh, I can look it up. Look that up, Jimmy. A bunch. I mean, Iron Man's got three to himself. Captain America, I think, has three at that point. Like
0: me, including the... Really
1: bad Hulk movies. Uh, from Iron Man one on. Okay. The the MCU. Yeah. Um, most people forget this. Uh, Nick Fury was in the first Iron Man at the end of the movie. The yeah. Man. Yeah. So that's the kind of that that was when they started. Jeez. And, by the way, we had John Favreau in charge of that. Yep. So. You know, it's it's entirely likely that that's the kind of event that we get, right? Um. Yeah, I I, I mean, you can only speculate, and you yeah. can kind of do broad strokes. I have no idea what it's going to look like. I think Thrawn's going to be the ultimate villain. I can't imagine anybody topping that without them bringing Palpatine in, and it's not going to happen. Dang. So Thrawn's the big bad for all three. Thrawn has to be the big bad, because uh, what's his name? The, not Dave Filoni. John man. Favreau. No, no, no. The Ranger. X-Wing pilot. Oh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. He's sensing that there's something untoward going on in the Outer Rim. Yeah. Now Ahsoka's specifically looking for Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a high-ranking Moff who's probably only second to Thrawn mm-hmm. in the Imperial Remnant. Tomal Gideon? Yeah. Um, I think it all signs point to Thrawn being the big bad for the intersection of these shows. He is, like, the most likely Thanos character. You know what I mean? Good God.
0: There's 21 movies. Yeah. The game being the 21st. Wow. There you go. In, so That's including the whole movie. Okay. So, think about Rangers of the New Republic. So, okay, if Ahsoka... If we're getting th- at least three seasons of The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. we're getting... I don't imagine that Rangers or Ahsoka will be, like, a th- one-season thing. Well, and I
1: think they're holding off on Ahso- on Mandalorian until Christmas so that... These other shows might catch up? Yeah. So that's why I think we might be a little bit hurt next weekend. Because Theron's not going to show up. I don't know that he'll show up. If he does, it'll be at the very end, but I don't think we're going to get any sort of resolution that we're looking for. Yeah, I don't think so either. Sweet lord. I think it's going to be a a massive cliffhanger. I think it's going to be an Empire Strikes Back type cliffhanger. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we're looking at. If we're going to continue on with the end game scenario.
0: Okay. Before we do our whole other episode within this first episode, uh, three things on the uh, animation side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess let's do, uh, we'll do Bad Batch last. Yeah, that's, I'm psyched for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the first one is a pretty cool thing called uh, Visions, and uh, basically Lucasfilm uh, Limited and uh, Industrial Lights and Magic is working with some of the top anime artists in Japan, and they're going to create a series of 10 animated short films, uh, animated, like that, short films, um, I guess just based throughout the galaxy, and they're called Star Wars Visions. Star Wars Vision! <laughs> that's what you're waiting to do? Yeah, that's what I was sitting on. That's why you're laughing at me. This week on Star Wars Visions. Ah!
1: This whole episode? Yeah, you're just powering up.
0: Next time and on Star Nio- Wars Visions.
1: <laughs> yeah! A neo guitar solo leading up to 35 minutes of screaming.
0: Good God. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, it's very neat because I have a lot of friends who are kind of anime heads, and so this is a cool bridge for them.
1: Um, I like Dragon Ball Z, but I don't really know anything else, <laughs> uh, anime-wise. Somebody, I'm sorry if you're watching this and I completely forget who I had this conversation with, but I just remember somebody specifically asking me if I watched anime, oh, Charles. He asked me if I like anime, and I was like, watch Dragon Ball. <laughs> What'd he say? He goes, oh, Okay. <laughs> Um. So that'll be interesting. Short films, I assume that's like an hour? Uh. Yeah, I think it's like an hour 15 usually. I'd say between 45 and hour 15. So that'll be fun. I. That's pretty much all we know about that. But a it's nice cool that we're branching out a little bit. Plumber-style half-hour window for myself.
0: <laughs> I know that um, Resistance was kind of an anime... Not anime, but like a very... It's more of realistic,
1: the... big eyes, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Would you consider Avatar Last Airbender an anime?
1: Uh, I don't consider it an anime, but I consider it more of an anime style. So Resistance was more of the anime style. and A lot of people didn't like that show, but I think that's because of the content was very, very, very kiddie and less about the art style, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, I remember specifically not liking the animation style of Clone Wars. I didn't like that Star Wars was animated, but mm-hmm. I loved the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's just going to be one of those knee-jerk reactions that we'll, people come around on. We'll have to get a feeling for it.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, this next one is very weird, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's going to be neat, I'm sure, but I can't tell how kiddish it's going to be. It is animated. Um, but Droid Story, it's an
1: animated film. I'm just scared it's going to be D-Squad all over again.
0: <laughs> and it's going to be R2-D2-C-3PO. disrespect,
1: George is like the worst story arc that we have out of Clone Wars. Maybe only second to the whole Jar Jar has a love interest story arc. That hot duck chick? Isn't she also a Gungan?
0: Oh, he's got multiple chicks then. Man, Jar Jar. I'm thinking
1: specifically of the one where Mace Windu gets dragged along on a mission. And he's Gungan. Yeah, to kill not, him, that girl's not to a Gungan. himself the whole time. Look it up, Adam.
0: She's a queen of something. Are She's you not a gun gang. Are you
1: scared to have Jar Jar's love interest in your search history? Yes. What's this?
0: Um, so it's based around our favorite droids, R2-D2 and C-3PO, and a friend of theirs. I assume I... it's not BB-8
1: because they would have said BB-8 if it was BB-8. I have a theory depending on when it takes place. Okay, go ahead. Again, from a certain point of view. Uh-huh. Makes a point of talking about how L-337 has a sentience that goes on in the Falcon. I think if it takes place after episode four, then it may be L-337 via the Falcon.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. She specifically mentions that she likes R2 in the story. Not like likes him, likes him, but she enjoys talking to him. Well... Maybe... And I know that they're just thirsting to reprise that character. (laughs) Well, she'll be in the Lando show, I bet. Yeah. For sure. What if it's after Rise of
0: Skywalker,
1: and they remove her cognizance and put her into an actual droid body again? I think that's not possible because her mind, once she was merged with the Falcon, becomes basically part of a hive mind with the other droid presences that are inside the Falcon's computer. Mm. Also, the Falcon would uh, suck. That's true. Without her in it. That's true. Part of its like main thing is the navigation computer. Um, So yeah, very interesting. What um, if it's them living on after everybody's died? Oh my god. <laughs> How dark. That's crazy. That'd be fun. I'm still thirsting for acolytes, so I'm just...
0: <laughs> murder them. Uh, So yeah, pretty fun stuff. And then finally, we did get a trailer for this even. Is it a Gungan? Did you look it up? No, Bardotin. Bardotan. In something. told you uh, so uh i know my jar jar uh so you know uh, what i'll
1: defer to you on all things jar jar that's fair
0: okay deal uh the bad batch series is coming uh and they actually dropped a trailer for it it
1: looks super it looks dope sick and
0: uh and i'll tell you why okay go ahead
1: i don't even care about the. i don't care about the bad batch will huff tarkin Tarkin was in it. We'll have Tarkin was in the Bad Batch. Yes.
0: Trailer. And I love that it's
1: it's it the we way the trailer played out was It looks like they're kind of working for the Empire.
0: Yeah. Well at least it'll start that way. But the trailer shows I hope it, they
1: stay that way.
0: And just start murkin' Yes. That'd be crazy. That'd be
1: sick. Um That's but, got Tarkin written all over it. Dude, that's what a if, project that Tarkin will be in charge of. It
0: would be cool if it was like they were just bad guys.
1: Yeah. I would like that. That's I would, not what's going to happen. I'm just I would know. also would like cool. to see Wilhuff at the helm of the Carrion Spike. Ooh, mama. That would be cool. Uh,
0: at the beginning of the trailer, it seems like uh, the series kind of starts um, near the end of Revenge of the Sith.
1: Right. Because yeah. you get that first
0: get... galactic gunpowder. Yeah, you
1: get the speech afterwards, and um, it's looking like everything's Imperial. I think the uniform we see Tarkin in is an Imperial uniform. Yeah, it's very gray. Uh, I like that Finnick is going to be in it. She Finnick like Shand was clear. in it.
0: That was cool. Uh, cool tie between that and the Mandalorian. She's got to be... She's got to be young.
1: Yeah. Like, young, young, like on hey, the outset. Like, what if the the sharpshooter guy is the one that trains her, and that's why she's such a sharp shot? Mayfeld? No, 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 no. The Bad Batch.
0: Oh, shooter. yeah, that would be cool.
1: Zero? Um, what was his name? Zero? Is that
0: it? No, it's uh, Crosshair. Zero? <laughs> um, did y'all know that the girl that plays Phoenix Shand is 57? Really? Yeah. She's not a human. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. It's all because she's not aged because she's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, crazy. She does not look 57. Right? Uh, so, uh, you get Phoenix Shand shows up. Tarkin, she's going to age Palpatine. suddenly and
1: all at once. Mm-hmm. Like a raisin, Um, or like SpongeBob when he doesn't have enough water. Yeah, Uh,
0: and then another couple of things that showed up that were cool was it looked like we got kind of a prototypical look at a Death Trooper. Mm. So that was super cool. I'm there for that. What if
1: the Bad Batch is like the oh my the basis for the Death Trooper project? That's pretty cool. I got because they are genetically modified, but they're like maybe they're the typecast. Correct. Kind of I, like a Grogu situation. Yeah. I got very strong. That they won't like replicate the things that went wrong. Yeah,
0: yeah. And just kind of force them mm-hmm. down that path. I got very strong uh, Republic commando vibes. Um, I think that's what they
1: were going for in general. Because when
0: you when you read that series mm-hmm. towards the end, there's a group of them. that are like, "This isn't what we signed up for. We are our own people. Let's get out of here." The cool thing about the Republic Commando series is that the take take on it is um, they become Mandalorians.
1: So I don't think we'll see that. I think the most unbelievable part of that whole concept is the fact that they're specifically engineered to not do that. What do you mean? They're specifically made to be more docile and compliant. So the fact that they would all of a sudden get a wild hair of...
0: Well, right, but the, the whole
1: series there,
0: it's leading up to that because the Republic. It's weird because the way I mean, that I they make it that sound is you have the null arcs and the arcs. The, the one thing I did have beef with the Clone Wars was like, oh, you made your bed this morning. Arctrooper. I didn't like that. I didn't like that just anybody could be an Arctrooper Trooper for. You know what I mean? To The way that it's. Portrayed in the past and the way that, that they were like
1: made special, yeah. And, and so, God loves them very much,
0: yeah, exactly. Fake details. Uh, and so it was cool because, um, the Knoll arcs they're called they're just called Knolls for short, but they had mm-hmm. names and different things. And they're basically a direct clone of Django Fett, there's no like chilling yeah. out, there's no anything. And then the Republic Commandos, uh, it seemed like were either given. A smaller dose of that same treatment or they were given the same treatment as the clones but their training was better There's like rankings within that of who gets yeah. what training and because of that training or Modification during the cloning process is the reason that they have a little bit more of a,
1: a tendency towards free will, right? Um, I'm talking about specifically within a Clone war setting. What's yeah in the Bad Batch I think would be the exception because they obviously something went wrong, but correct Um Overall, like when we have that one trooper who defected and uh, became a farmer with that Twili. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I just don't.
0: Yeah, it's also weird because in the past, um, Twilix and humans haven't been able to procreate, and now they can. It's just different stuff that's strange. Yeah, little green babies that uh, say otherwise. Yeah, uh, but man, so much stuff. We've said it before, uh, but like it or not, you are living in peak Star Wars time. Yeah. content Um, for sure
1: as far as what the you know content that's coming out the first thing that was like put out by Star Wars that wasn't an actual Star Wars film was the Christmas special now compare that to the Mandalorian you're blessed (laughs) we did watch the holiday special earlier this week it was terrible and fantastic all but the cartoon was still good
0: settle down (laughs) hitting that freaking dinosaur Uh, but so much stuff to look forward to and all of this is within the next five years all of these projects will mm. be available in the next five years. Uh, so, Netflix, Hulu, and everybody else beware because if they're up and up the uh, ante of how much I pay a month, I'm paying regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, lots of good stuff to look forward to. Um, and that kind of wraps up our things. Any thoughts, any crazy predictions for any of these shows before we go? Give me one crazy I feel prediction. I like have already made like
1: seven crazy predictions. Give me one more. Dig deep. Hmm. That the acolyte is responsible for setting off a series of dominoes that will eventually lead up to the inception of Sheev Palpatine. The inception meaning the conception. Oh, mm, really? That, like Sheev Palpatine is like Yao Ming. He was made on purpose. Mmm. <laughs> Interesting. Take a tall man, take a tall woman, you get a tall baby. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's crazy. what they said about uh, Plagueis in the Plagueis novel. I don't know if you remember that, but he, his mom and his dad were specifically brought together by the Bith, so that, because they had Bith science and he was special in genetic modification, and so he knew that if those two had a baby, the baby would be really force Oh, wow. Sensitive. I forgot about that. hmm My but, crazy prediction,
0: one of the bad batch, char- bad batch characters turns on the other Bad Batch characters.
1: It's going to be the one with the toothpick. Yep. But would it be interesting? Yeah, that'd be cool. I would like for them to be Imperial. I'm tired of everybody's a hero. I want Dark. Yeah. Sadly, I don't think that's going to happen.
0: But I'm on your team. I'm on your side. Well, there you have it. That's our thoughts on the upcoming stuff. Lots and lots of good stuff. Yeah. And lots and lots of material for us to yes. go through. So, uh, we'll see you next week. May the Force be with you.
1: And... Um... As the Acolyte would have you believe, the only family you have here is me. See you next
0: week.